1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. His name is David McNabb, and he is the president and CEO of Adult and Teen Challenge of the Mid-South, and we love having him come on and talk through these issues with us. So good morning to you, David. It's good to be back. I appreciate you having me. No, it's really good to have you because uh, one of the things we love about you, David, is uh, your passion for this. And uh, we were talking about this just backstage, and mm-hmm. I wanted to bring some of that on to what we're doing right now here on the air mm-hmm. about the way people treat addiction. It seems like there's a mechanical response. This is addiction. You do that. So just talk to us through that. And, and that's what we see, Tom, I think, across our culture. If, uh, if someone... Uh, bears some kind of label or some kind of uh, uh, some kind of uh, habit or tendency or whatever we have a set standard way how those folks are treated okay. uh, in addiction you know you're treated like this you go to a certain place and you receive a certain kind of uh, go through a certain kind of program a certain kind of protocol if you will mm-hmm. uh, a certain kind of facility or treatment um, and, and that's fine and and I was having a conversation just a few days ago about uh, the different methods of uh, overcoming addiction and it's um, and and there ne- there needs to be a seat at the table for everybody because mm-hmm. we certainly understand in many cases we know that Adult and Teen Challenge Mid South we we fit a what could some consider a very narrow niche if you will of those who are willing to say you know I don't want to get just sober. Uh, sobriety is not ultimately because if I get sober and I get back out on the street. I'm I'm still a broken sober person, mm. and so the idea is then if, unless unless something has has been transformed on the inside, then that uh, that the tendency to want to mask or have some way of compensating with life is still going to be there, mm-hmm. and so of, of managing issues and so forth, and so uh, so our particular way of looking at it is like you know unless you can change the, the, the person's outlook and change someone's heart and mind, then those same kind of cravings are going to continue to be there, mm-hmm. and that's why you know. Uh, they're, 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 that's why we present ourselves as probably a, pretty much of an alternative to what the, the standard uh, uh, treatment would be for someone with an addiction. And for the Christian folks, for folks that you know that believe the Scripture and go to church every Sunday, uh, to us the choice is obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if his if his power is enough to save us, then he should be enough to get us clean. Mm-hmm. And so there's that issue that we we always struggle with, and I, I'm somewhat some. It's sometimes it's disconcerting that even within the Christian community, sometimes it's like, uh, well, yeah, but. 
Teen Challenge does things like this. I mean, you teach scripture and things of that sort. I mean, we are, I think in many ways, we are what the church was always intended to be. Mm. Uh, we, we, we deal with some nasty issues with mm-hmm. folks that have been broken you know, over issues uh, that we cannot begin to get our minds wrapped around. And okay. they've just seen drugs as just a way to cope. Yeah. Put one foot in front of the other. I'm so glad you, you landed right there because when you're dealing with transformation of someone on drugs or alcohol or whatever their addiction is, like you said, there's something that's behind that Mm -hmm. and that came before. And if you don't go down to that route, whether it maybe it was abuse, maybe they were trafficked, maybe Mm -hmm. they were sold by them. Who knows what happened, what they saw. Um, Or or maybe they they do have physical tendencies towards addiction, but you've got to dig in there. So right. that you so that you can pull that thing out by the root and not just pluck off the leaves of it and right. send them the, on their way. Right. We see so much. We see what I want to call a uh, 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 the right to know version of uh, of addiction. You see the pictures of the folks that have been arrested, the mug shots and all those sort of things. And we assume and we associate that with something that is purely criminal. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the, that's the, that's a manifestation of it. That's how mm-hmm. it ends in some cases. But before there was the stuff that all of us just abhor. Before all of that, there was a young lady or a young man that mm-hmm. went through something that none of us would want to discuss today, mm-hmm. and that came to the place where they could not focus on life like you and I can when we get mm-hmm. up in the morning. And that's the place that we have to we kind of get back to and kind of remind everybody that you know. I, I had to deal with this when I first came to Adult and Teen Challenge. Was I, I had a I, listen? I've got a I've got a degree that allows me to be as judgmental as anybody you would ever meet. Okay, <laughs> born and raised in the church, in church before I was born, the whole whole nine yards. But when I began to see these young men and women, I saw you know, but not for the grace of God. Mm. I mean, these could be my kids, mm. and uh, and with the, with the stories that I've heard, it's like you know, it's a mar- it's a miracle they're still alive, mm-hmm. much less trying to get clean from these situations they've dealt with. David McNabb, and uh, we're learning about how to take a look at addiction through a different set of eyes, maybe through eyes as a follower of Christ. Yeah, I love this perspective that you're bringing us, David, because sometimes we, we, as you mentioned, we, we have our judgments. I know I've had my judgments, mm-hmm. right, about, um, I, you know, I'm sorry this person is, is struggling in this way, but I, I want to keep going back. But you chose it. You chose it. Mm-hmm. And how do, we, how do we look at that in a more nuanced way? Tommy, you're right. You know, for, for, and just to be just brutally honest, they did choose it. Okay, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we have to look beyond that choice they made to see the circumstances that guided them to that place of choice, where this seemed to be the only option they had. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the, the 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 childhood abuse they may have dealt with, or or something that uh, that happened as as an adolescent, and they're and they're and they're having to figure out. Okay, now how do I get up and go to work every day? How do I deal with my coworkers? How do I deal with the pressures of work? Care this 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 burden that I see every time I look in the mirror mm-hmm. every time I look in the mirror I see this damaged hopeless person mm-hmm. and yet I've got to make a living I got to pay my bill so I will do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to allow me to for this for eight hours a day to focus on my job and get along with people put on the mask so to speak and so when we start to see that in so many cases we are dealing with desperately hurting broken people then you know I've got to pull I've got to pull out my scripture that talks about you know my my, my, my readiness to judge mm-hmm. others and uh, and that's it and it, and it, and it cuts both ways because you know I've not walked in those shoes mm-hmm. and that's one of the things as uh, as the, the path that I've gone down you know I share with the students I said you know I don't come from a place of addiction this is a language that I've learned over the last eight or nine years and as a Christian who's been in church forever, uh, it has been a very, um, 
eye-opening um, um, the stories that we've always believed, and that's, that's why I was telling everybody, why, why does Teen Challenge so important to me, is I always believed that Jesus Christ was able to mm-hmm. heal and to restore and, yeah. to, and do all those things. But in all my years, I didn't really have an opportunity. I was never in the place to see that kind of transformation. Mm. This is the stuff that we see on a daily basis where men and women are encountering the, rare, the real Jesus Christ, mm. and he's changing their lives. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're hearing the voice of David McNabb with Adult and Teen Challenge Mid-South. And okay, so you just set the stage. Can you share us a story of somebody who's walked through this program and uh, learned about who they are in Christ and is walking uh, that pathway towards freedom, not just about sobriety, but transformed from the inside out? Right, right. Okay. I want to think about, uh, <clears throat> not use a name because I wouldn't embarrass him. Yeah. <laughs> his story is kind of public, but I won't, I won't use a name. We have a, a young man who is um, actually... Uh, um, he's on our staff now, mm. and he came to the program. I think he graduated like two like back in 2010. Okay, uh, but uh, he grew up in a uh, in a biracial home, mm-hmm. and because of that and other circumstances, he never felt like he fit. Mm. He said he never felt like he was a part of the black community. He felt odd in the white community, and so by the time he got to high school, he was looking for a place to belong. Mm-hmm. And for reasons he can't even explain, he found the, the a place to belong in the drug community. Okay. First, it was the people. The mm-hmm. people accepted him. He got along. And then eventually he's found his acceptance in drugs themselves. Oh. And eventually that took him down a horrible path. You know, he had a, a godly dad, mom. Uh, uh, he walked down a, a horrible path of addiction and eventually got to the place where he had to, uh, uh, he had to make a choice. Uh, he had stolen from his family. Uh, he had, you know, done all these things. And finally one day his dad said, son, listen to me. He said, if you're living under a bridge— You'll be my son, but you're not going to be a drug addict and live in my house. And wow. he said, and that began the transformation of saying, I'm, this is not what I was created for. This is not what I need to do. And so he moved 300 miles away from home and came to Adult and Teen Challenge. And there he met the living God. And uh, his life was transformed. Uh, he's probably one of the brightest, most articulate, uh, most well, well-read, well-spoken young men I currently know in my life. Okay. And he's a, credit, uh, he's a credit to our ministry, and he's a credit to the Christian community because of how far God has taken him. But he had to take him to the bottom where his family was willing to put him out to do this. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and as you shared that story just now, David, not only is it just beautiful to hear what happened in his life, but the courage of the parent to, to stand there and say, this is who you are, my son. Yeah. But uh, you can't continue to do that and stay in my house because I believe that some well-intended parents have done more harm than, uh, than helped by um, trying to help. But, actually enabling mm-hmm. that same kind of behavior and uh, just it leads to their detriment. Well, and parents do what they know to do. They want to care for their child. They uh. want to do uh, to provide the very basics. But, you know, and, I, and so many times, and I think I've, I've even did it on, on your show, I've talked about the, the prodigal son. The prodigal son was looking at that, that pig trough. You know, was it the first time? Was that his regular meal? I mean, it's not really clear. But the, ultimately, he looked at that trough, and he said, and it came to his mind, he said, if I go to my father, I won't have to deal with this. And it said he had that moment of clarity because no one gave him anything. Mm-hmm. And anything a parent does, anything a parent does to ease the burden of a child turns down the volume of God's voice. 
And that's a very painful thing to have to deal with. I, that's just unthinkable as a parent. But it's the, re, it's the real deal. God can take care of us. Wow. Ooh. That is so powerful. So hard. Yeah. To... Oh. Thank you so much for sharing that, David. And uh, just in our, our last little moment, um, you're sharing about this, a possibility of maybe hope for somebody who is hopeless right now with mm-hmm. somebody that they love. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to get some more information or actually get involved, do you have room available? And how can somebody learn more about adult and teen, and teen challenge? Uh, right now in our, our women's program, yes, there's room and there's probably, oh goodness, uh, let's see, what is it, Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could be in the program next week. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So, but it's a matter of going to our website, tcmidsouth.org. Uh, there is an application process, an online application. Just uh, to fill out the application, hit send, and then Sabrina, who is our admissions coordinator, will will start the conversation back with you. Okay. Um, uh, somebody want to get in the men's program? Got a little bit of a waiting list right now okay. because of okay. staffing issues. Sure. But okay. uh, but no, the, the, we're there. We're open, and if they want, just they need to have some help call us mm-hmm. uh, that's 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 the issue okay yeah, it starts with that starts yeah. with that call right call, because start the call that you can get get direction you can get maybe you can even get on that waiting list sure. for a little in the future start planning and start mapping things out so this is a wonderful opportunity if you are struggling if you know someone who's struggling don't hesitate to call that number again it is 423-756-5558